0: All right. All right. This is it. Check one. Check two. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour. With your host, me, Rob Cantrell. We're coming at you live via the internet across the country through electrical wires. I have a great guest I have some tea, I have some herb. Uh, One of my good friends from when I started in San Francisco, uh, he's a great writer, he's been on Conan O'Brien. He was the original writer of the Marijuana Logs. Uh, He he works on TV projects, he does stand-up in the Bay Area. He was super legend when it comes to stand-up. Please give it the one and only Mr. Tony Kameen.
1: Hey, Robbie.
0: Hey, Tony.
1: What's up, Rob? How you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. How are you?
1: Good, good, thanks. Good. Medium uh, good.
0: And you're coming from Burbank. Burbank. No, no I'm not coming going.
1: from Burbank. I am coming from I moved there. I moved right before we removed in nineteen to Glassell Park. Oh,
0: Glassell Park.
1: Is I'm that, up on a hip called Adams Hill. It's just us hawks, skunks.
0: Oh, awesome. You're going back to nature, Tony.
1: Yeah, we have a little we have a little undeveloped hill at the top, so it's nice.
0: That sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's cool. Nice. Uh, what was the last uh, wild animal you saw?
1: Uh, well, we see skunks every night. We have like a highway in our alley, like our little side. You know, it's they're just like twenty. Sometimes we have little cameras there, and they twenty nights sometimes go back and forth. But we saw a brutal one the other night. We saw a coyote ripping up a cat in our backyard ripping up a cat bed and we don't have cats, but the neighbors' cats love our yard because we have like 30 big trees and they always come hunt. So there was a cat sitting in that thing like just like 20 minutes before on camera, we have it all on camera, before this coyote just sh- ripping the shit out of this dog bed that we have back there, old dog bed. So it was like, that was pretty, that was like a little close to home, you know, a coyote just in my backyard, tearing up a thing that all these animals could, easily have been in like just you know all the time so yeah that's it but it's nice because it's nature you know it's good when you live in LA it's a nice any big city to get feel like you're out of it so that that, that's what's cool about being up here
0: that's what's awesome about being up you just threw so many things at me Tony and uh because uh I'm pro cat I got a cat during the pandemic and it's a straight Brooklyn alley cat. Like it, it doesn't listen to me at all. It's uh-huh. like pigeons on the roof. Cat doesn't give a shit.
1: We, well, I got a, even, a, I got a jazz cat. He just hangs out in turtlenecks with the upright bass all the time.
0: Oh, you got a North. Beach. Weed. Oh, nice. Oh, he yeah. does poetry night and you and Carol do a yeah, little Yeah, he's snap. doing some
1: slams and the upright bass, you know, it just takes up a lot of room in the house, but it's okay. <laughs>
0: Oh, jazz cats are the best. They but, love tuna.
1: Uh, they love tuna. The jazz cats.
0: They do love some uh, hot tuna. Uh, yeah. Great Bay Area band, but uh, but the coyote went in there and sat. Yeah, you just gotta watch out for coyotes just
1: tearing it up. And all the there was just like the foam filling with just all. It looked like it snowed the next day because there's just foam everywhere. I was like, oh, that could have been very easily cat guts. So it's some I. Whenever I see these cats every morning, there's sometimes three cats, they, they bird and lizard hunt in our backyard. I'll, we got a crazy backyard, this, that's why we moved here. It's just nuts, house is very modest, but the house, it's crazy. I love it. So it just attracts all this wildlife back there, you know, it's nuts. So I, I'm always like, oh, when I see the cats in the morning, oh, you made another night, you know, you made it in the jungle.
0: Yeah, are, now, are you and Carol, are you pro skunk or anti-skunk? That, you said 20 skunks. No, no, 20 20
1: back and forth. It's probably just one family, but they keep going. But uh, they just had some kids and they're real small and they're so cute. Uh, I was at first like, oh, what skunks? Like it's day one moving. And they're so obvious, you know, because like I said, we live on the hill. We're between the top of the hill and the bottom. So we're a highway of skunks every night. So what dummy got skunked very early on?
0: (laughs) This is uh, Tony's infamous dog, who's the cutest little uh, white schnauzer. Schnauzer,
1: fourteen-year-old old Uh, old lady schnauzer now. Oh
0: my goodness! I know she comes running in the
1: house like some, and we it was just a little baby one got her, and then she just comes in like running out like the zoomies, you know, crazy, and then then rubbing it all over the carpet trying to get off her. (laughs) And I didn't mind it because it smells like weed a lot.
0: It does. Yeah, man. Uh, so, so you're saying that you don't really smoke as much flour anymore, or do you, Tony? Or you no, know,
1: my lungs are just just destroyed from so much. I I just get the coughs. So you, I think you've even seen me, like I just get. Yep, I have. Uh, so coffee, where people are, are you okay? And my eyes just get red and weepy. So I just turn to edibles. You know, I just no, no. And then so I have uh, some vapes too. Oh, that's um, perfect. Yeah. So between the two of those, also, I stopped drinking. So the edibles really help uh, my mood because, you know, it's like it's so fun to get get out of your normal state of mind once in a while. Um, that's anyway, how that
0: I, I talk about with this podcast is that I think I used cannabis to dodge drinking and, and hard drugs. It was kind of like
1: uh, a the wedding... gateway off. It's a gateway off. It's a
0: great way off, you know, and I hate to judge anybody and to each their own because partying is fun at the end of the day. Whoa, West Coast. West Coast. Sorry. sorry. Uh, you are, we'll get back into your wildlife situation because you're out there, you know, right at the edge of the universe, which is California. But uh, yeah, what kind of coffee are you drinking today? And, and what kind of herb are you enjoying these days, Tony? Well,
1: I'm drinking... A machine that changed my life is the Nespresso machine. Uh, it's just like it's just like that funny funny meme with George George Clooney's Nespresso and some fat old guy is the is the K cup carrying guy. It's this is so uh, it's so it's 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 changed my life. You know it's just like Nespresso Nesp- these Nespresso pods. Do you guys have Nespresso?
0: Uh, I was, this is what's been going down in my world. I was going French press so hardcore.
1: That's great. French press is great.
0: And then I was eating a lot of pepperoni, right? Every weekend we were doing pizza Fridays.
1: Did you guys get a pizza maker?
0: No, no. Just good Brooklyn
1: pizza. That's right. right. I forget you live in, you still live in the same place.
0: Yeah. Well, I live over in Park Slope now on my old hood. Yeah. You're I live like I walk by your old joint all the time. Oh my
1: gosh, that's great.
0: Yeah, next time you guys are around. But uh, I got high cholesterol. Last time I went to the thing, the doctor's like, yo, you got to cut out the espressos. And, oh, uh, and I thought wheat. you
1: said I got high with cholesterol. And I thought <laughs> cholesterol was some Brooklyn rapper. <laughs> yeah, so you got, you got a high cholesterol ping, huh?
0: Yeah, I had got a high cholesterol ping. So I wigged out and not wigged out. So I just been changing up everything. So I have been doing filtered coffee. So I got a Chemex. He said if I do a paper filtered coffee is the best thing. So I've been doing that. And then I've been doing a lot of teas. Yeah. You, I, but I love a, espresso. I mean, espresso is delicious. It's like chocolate. You know, well, I
1: think Nespresso is is some brand. I don't I don't it's not a, it's not espresso. It's like some kind of in between. I think it's close to Nespresso, but it's real good. Uh, but it's funny, guys, our age, we got to talk. We can't talk about sex and drugs and rock and roll we can still talk about rock and roll but now it's like tea and health <laughs> and that's it because you 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 have to you just hear about so many people already having heart attacks and passing away early yeah
0: totally man it's like uh you know i i mean not the the body's a temple after a while and you have to just uh you just have to just watch it the older you get but i kind of dig it. And uh, I think with COVID, it, the timing's good too, cause you gotta, gotta watch your shit anyway.
1: Um, yeah, it's a, uh, and think and, and, and it's funny just cause like, right when COVID, luckily for all of us, right when COVID hit, there was a, a influx of people who thought they were doctors. So that really helped out everybody. <laughs> the
0: internet was just, hel- as every day, the internet helps us out and destroys. It's so funny,
1: like when it, when the internet first came around, it's like, oh my God. You could just put any question in and it'll be answered. It'll be, this is going to be the best tool for good. And now it's just like ruining everything.
0: I know. uh, I was writing a joke. I didn't really hit, but I was like, uh, you know, social media is kind of like, it's kind of like, you're battling for fame or uh, mental illness all at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It's either you're gonna get insane or you're gonna get fame, you know? It's like, uh, it's pretty crazy out there. But at the same time, it's there's good things and we can Zoom cross country. I can catch up with you, Tony. Uh,
1: oh yeah, it's just, it's just funny how me- human nature will take even something and how, how quickly it gets corrupted, you know, no matter what it is. Yep. Anyway, enough of the negative. You yep. look great.
0: Thank you, brother. You do too, You're man. living in
1: Brooklyn. You're watching your cholesterol.
0: Yep. Getting my 10,000 steps in every yeah, day.
1: That, that steps is like old people's drugs. It's like, I got to get, where's my steps coming from, man? I got to get some, this, someone, someone walked on these steps. They're not pure steps.
0: These are good steps. You And you equate it into like little things like, oh, that's not bad. I'll go do that. I can get my steps in. I'll come
1: yeah, something there. bad happens like, oh, what? I got to do that? All right. I'll get my steps at least.
0: Yeah, you know, Go up and down these things, but at least I you know, we, I, I'm we, all about pumping blood through the heart. But at the well, same I was, time, as as you still got to live in rock and roll a little bit, as you know, Tony.
1: Yeah. You know, I was a I, I go up and down with being fat. As you know, I go up and down. I think last time you saw me, I was up there in the weight.
0: Yeah, yeah I've seen you. I've seen you in all phases, but you're looking great at this one. Yeah. I lost, like, we all go about, through 100, down phases. 120
1: pounds. Holy
0: uh, shit! That's amazing, Tony. That's a miracle. But it's
1: like four years, you know, three years or whatever. But like you said, this walking is crazy. We live on these hills, and it's the hills are the, they're horrible when you're doing them, but they're great for staying alive.
0: Yeah, same, same. I live on the third floor, and I bitch and moan sometimes, but then I'm like, I think this is helping. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. yeah I, missed it. My I, heart. I, 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 when I moved from out of New York to California, I, I really got gained a lot of weight because I wasn't walking as much. You know.
0: Yep. I yep, uh, I've been through that scenario. And I
1: wasn't nervous about staying alive and making it in the city. That's the anxiety New York gives you burns off a couple pounds a day.
0: Yeah, just fearing for your life
1: and getting fearing run over or by nothing. rat. Stay out of this shit, you know.
0: Uh, you gotta dodge, you gotta keep it moving. Number one thing dodge and weave, dodge and weave. i stop
1: and frisk, dodge and weave, dodge and
0: weave, and now it's getting dodging weed, it's getting fully legal, dude. Up on 7th Avenue is like the best dispensary and they have like great California. There was a lot of sketch out here that was bumming. Oh, you out. guys
1: have dispensaries already?
0: It's dispensaries.
1: That's that's pretty new, right?
0: That's kind of new, brother. It happened on probably
1: 7th Avenue. That's pricey real estate.
0: I know. And it's killing it.
1: That's my old street, <laughs> 7th Avenue.
0: Seventh Avenue. They, you know, they got that Indian place. They got the Mexican place. They got the yogurt place. you
1: got no. You're. You gotta say it right. It's got the bougie Mexican. It's got the bougie yogurt. I guess all yeah. yogurts kind of bougie yogurt.
0: Yeah, uh, frozen yogurt. But now There's they no got grass vegan ice cream. Place. That's even one more dollar. They got vegan ice cream. What you that? But you, that you can yeah. get yogurt. But now they got like this twenty dollar vegan ice cream.
1: That's a fun street, though. That's like the epitome of like uh, whatever the word yuppie or, uh, you know, upwardly mobile bougie that, that, that street is just like so many upscale strollers and, and coffee places, but it was a, it's a fun place to live. It's a nice, it's
0: a lot like where I grew up on Capitol Hill, you know, it's just like a lot of families, but also pretty city and the buildings are dope and the stores and restaurants are great. And there's like a lot of old school New York, but also an influx of, you know, uh yeah, twenties to forties, beginning to have families and shit in the city.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great neighborhood. Um,
0: in the park, everything. Prospect Park is the jewel, you know, of all. I used to
1: go every morning. I took dummy. I took dummy every afternoon. We would go to off leash hours on weekends and stuff. And oh wow, crazy, crazy. You should take your they have they have cat off leash hours. You should take your cat.
0: <laughs> I haven't it once it gets out, it it, tri- it broke out one time and it ran back. Like it's a okay. I it definitely had a traumatic childhood. Like you could tell, like it was definitely scared uh and would just literally just cut my hands up and just jah, jah, like doesn't listen to me at all. Now it's warmed up. Uh. Uh-huh. But it, it definitely had some trauma. Like uh, I think they found. Oh, its mother was an alley cat. That's what was the word was from the adopted service. The mother oh, was.
1: That's, that's a that's a urban feralish cat.
0: Yep. Yep. That lives in the city. Yeah. And uh, in Brooklyn. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But I love it. I love cats. That probably still, gives it a lot of
1: character. Like it'll stay alive. Good, you know. Like it's a, probably a survivor mom.
0: Yeah. It's very strong and it loves all the attention. You know me, I'm just loving the cat and hanging out with the cat and getting away from social media. I'll just hang out and uh, rub its belly and uh, chill out.
1: Your your daughter must love it, right?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. It's great for the fam uh, to have a nice little cat. Uh, But, and you have your dog, and you were saying that it was you have skunks outside. Have you seen any?
1: I could even get you. I might be able to even get you live picture of her. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. If we can. Oh, and there she is asleep in one of her beds. One of her nine beds. Just kidding. That's not. They're not nine beds. Uh, yeah, there she is. Fourteen. Her birthday's uh this week, twenty fifth. Oh,
0: happy birthday, dummy.
1: She'll be fourteen years old. That's old.
0: Yeah, that is all. Life
1: expectancy is thirteen to sixteen. So, knock on wood.
0: Yeah, one day at a time.
1: Yeah, so you know she's totally she's she's deaf and she's um, she's mostly deaf and she's uh, her legs are going. But you know we have we I made I built some stairs for her around the place and stuff. Oh,
0: that is sweet.
1: You know, like Archie did for Hoogie, you built some stairs for your.
0: Moving around is a pain in the ass. You know, I, uh, right now I'm having a little bit of back trouble and I've been really good about stretching out. And that's like an America's all about back pain and dudes are a, you know, dudes getting old.
1: Well, I know you used to have some foot issues when we were hanging in New York. You're like, oh, I got some, I got bad feet I got to get some shoes or my foot's fucked up. Yeah. Were you playing? Did you, is this from sports when you were a kid or?
0: No, just wear and tear. But I've been stretching out every day. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the feet. Uh, I go with Solomons. That's what I talk about on this podcast. I love these shoes. Uh, Solomons make ski boots, but they also make a great pair of shoes that you don't need inserts or anything. So if you got to do some major New York stomping, if you're mm-hmm. moving, here, what I did was wrong, Tony, you know, I came to town. I just had a pair of Chuck Taylors. So Chuck I was- Taylors. Chuck Taylors stoned out of my mind tw- you know, 29 years old, three or four years into comedy. Uh, You know, just, you know, dancing on clouds and uh, uh, don't be
1: you can't be dancing on clouds and Chuck Taylor's.
0: No, Chuck Taylor. Uh, he must have led the league in broken ankles because uh, yeah,
1: one of my favorite jokes is someone who was like, you get more support from a napkin. <laughs> right. Wasn't that the, something like that?
0: Something like that. That's an oldie. Yeah, uh,
1: that was uh that was shared with all of America, I think. Right. Yeah. Wasn't that one on TV.
0: That one is on TV. That that's is a on- good
1: one. And that's true. And they were like, did all the players used to play like this? Like.
0: I know, uh, because if you play one game, I can't even think about playing basketball. I'm more I, I like to swim and I like to walk. But yeah, you and my brother now has he's he only is a couple years older than I am. And he's getting his hip redone right now. Just because- I was
1: just talking to my wife about I know four people are getting new hips. And it's just <laughs> like. It's just like, is is that a thing now or you just, everybody just gets rid of their hip and gets a new hip? Yeah. You know, you've been doing it's like the- an iPhone, you know, it's like, I want to get the new hip. I want to get the new hip. I want to stay hip. If does yeah. Apple, if Apple makes it all buy it, just tell me. Yep. With the
0: new update.
1: Uh, I got the iHip.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the new hip is, but the word on the street is to spin it on a positive. Uh, the hip in the knee and what else can you get replaced? I guess the hip is the easiest.
1: It's, it's things that have friction against them, I think. Yeah, like, I guess
0: the hip is the easiest. The knee and something else is like the roughest.
1: What's funny is us, when we delve into medical talk, because this we couldn't be further from uninformed people, like, well, what I heard, well, you know, whenever you hear that, that when someone says, well, and it sounds like, wool, well, you know, you're in for a dummy report, like, wool, well, what you Yeah. You know.
0: You're going to get a lot of dummy reports. Uh, we already gave you one dummy report. And, you know, she's. Yeah, turned- that's, well, that's
1: literally a dummy report on my dog, Dummy.
0: <laughs> uh, but the spin it another positive is that everybody's still smoking that you know that used to love to smoke. And it's getting more and more legal. Or what do you say? I mean, Tony is uh, the creator of the marijuana law. One of
1: three.
0: Company. What's that?
1: One of three creators.
0: One of three creators, along with uh, Doug Benson and Arch Barker. And they took this uh, play. They actually did a a full play off Broadway with a director and a and a background and a box office.
1: Yeah, theater set. We went we went uh, all over the world. Australia. We went to Amsterdam. That's it was fun.
0: Very. But cool.
1: I gotta be honest with you, Rob. I don't sm- I don't smoke weed anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is like you want sleepy time tea. This is your jam right here.
0: Oh yeah, dude. It's some good old CBD, THC, just a couple. CBN.
1: CBN is the sleepy, is the sleepy device. That's that's the sleepy magic.
0: I know it does. I think that's one of the reasons I enjoy cannabis so much is that everybody's like,
1: uh and I got all this. This is all sleepy cushy punch. Yeah. It's,
0: it's great to sleep on and it's safe. It's a lot safer than all those pills that are out there that are earlier generations and people get hooked on. That oh, are- yeah,
1: it's, it's You have one. I have, I take an edible before we sit down for TV or whatever. Um, I'm in bed by 11. Like I go to sleep within five, like, like within a minute, my wife said she's like, I can't count. Sometimes you turn off the light and I hear a sleeping sound like, Within seconds, like it works.
0: <laughs> that's another thing about uh, getting older that's cool is that you don't really toss and turn as much through the night. You usually just lay down and just go down to sleep.
1: That's my, that's my waking hours. Yeah, It's just laying down to sleep. My night hours are uh, laying down and sleep and my day hours are laying down to sleep. So I, gotta, I don't have much of a commute.
0: <laughs> yeah, you go deep REM. I'm definitely impressed. When you can push yeah. like four hours of deep REM sleep you can literally like levitate the next day
1: and you always hear about people who's like I I have insomnia I just feel so bad for them because it's so bad when you can't sleep man it fucks up your next day I know I
0: say that and it does happen every night I wake up at 4 a.m but that's why I do like my little one hitter and I'll hit it now and then to go back to sleep between 4 a.m and 6 a.m Sometimes I just like pop up, but they say that's part of the body process. And Uh, so, Tony, thanks again. I wanted to kind of lean into music a little bit. And I just watched I talked about on the last episode and I know you're from the Bay Area, but I just watched this documentary. I think it was on Hulu or Amazon Prime, but it's called A Long Strange Trip. And it's four parts. Have you uh, were you ever a deadhead?
1: Hold on. Let me grab an axe here.
0: Tony does have a great collection. Uh back when you were living in Brooklyn, your room was. Oh, you still got it.
1: I got a bunch of them. Arch Barker sent me a guitar out of the blue. I don't have it. It's in. It's it's all. It's it's in a case. But I just came home one day at my doorstep, and there's a two thousand dollar guitar on my on my door. I opened it up, and it was Arch. He asked me what kind. What would be my dream guitar? And I told him this kind of guitar. And like two months later, he showed up and he said, oh, it's just for being a good buddy and a tour mate and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Oh, my God. That's amazing. Now, that guitar, that's a, I I was going to say a Rickenbacker. I don't know anything about guitars, but that's what Jerry had. And that's what ACDC.
1: This is an early, this is what Jerry had before he started making his own, like, Wolf, all those crazy ones that he had from Alembic and whatever.
0: Yeah. Talk about that, like in terms of you can make fun of the Grateful Dead, but in terms of a guitarist, Jerry Garcia is like a legendary guitarist and with technical prowess.
1: Oh, yeah, this is a this is a Gibson SG.
0: Whoa. That is the rock and roll. Gibson is the rock it's and roll. The, brand. Angus
1: Young, popularized by Angus Young. Uh, Clapton went through a phase in the 60s having them. Uh, Pete Townsend famously smashed one, was smashing them at uh, Woodstock.
0: Did it go back to Chuck Berry? Did he have them, or would those 1950s? No, Chuck Berry had a
1: 335 or a you know, the the, the hollow body red thing. Is it still a Gibson or not? Gibson. What happened was there was a Les Paul, everybody knows Les Paul.
0: And he was like a virtuoso and he had his own little company.
1: Yeah. And then Les Paul, the, the Gibson company, they weren't selling it first. Les Paul. So they're like, Oh, we're going to call this a Les Paul. And then Les Paul hated this guitar. So they went back to the old Les Paul and this just became the standard Gibson. So it became SG for standard Gibson. So SG. Les, Les, Paul, Les Paul hates this guitar. But Angus, Angus Young loves it. So.
0: And it looks so cool. And yeah, I was just watching the documentary and he does rip on that. And that has such a great tone.
1: Yeah, that's uh, a, that, was his early, that was his early. Then he had all these uh, crazy like tiger and, and wolf. You know, he had all these things custom made for him. That's tons of switching options and stuff. and.
0: On mahogany wood, like really good, like wood made bass, like yeah, they were beautiful. Oh, like
1: crazy, crazy exotic woods, you know, like Indian, crazy, uh, Brazilian Miakoa and all this stuff. Yeah, real, yeah. And I used to, I used to have a, a strong when I worked at KFJC radio punk rock radio station. The Dead were the opposite of all the punk rock stuff. Like, like I used to assume, and I could still make fun of them. Long. Boring passages. Yep. Yeah. Twenty-minute drum solo. Drums in space. No, I don't think. Still, I don't like drums in space. Yeah. Uh, but my friend Molly, I always make. I was always ripping on the Grateful Dead. My friend Molly said, "Hey, I have these. You know, they're coming to Shoreline, or they were coming. Uh, they had John Mayer in the band now. It's Dead and Company. And for some I don't know if she had free tickets, but they were. I was in town, San Francisco, and she had these psycho tickets." And it was uh, it was around Christmas time when I was there anyway, working, it was a night off from the punchline. So I was like, all right, I'll go. And I, lo- I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I thought I was like, there was moments of that that uh, were really great.
0: Yeah, uh, Deadco uh, is out there and killing it. I got friends that like buy up the tickets and still follow them around and they're watching yeah, and that's raw. That
1: and then the next year we saw him at Shoreline where my mom was, so I was like, yeah, I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll be there anyway. Yeah, it's but, great. Music. But the whole, but the whole thing, like half of half of it, is like the parking lot fun. The people you know, watching
0: is, is the people watching, out. and
1: there's a whole, you know, it's like a marketplace. It's like a mall of hippiness. Uh, you could get anything you want, uh, besides soap, as Tom Rhodes would maybe had a joke something like that. Uh, besides soap and water and a clean sh- shower, anything you want, uh, you know.
0: But not these new like, millionaire like, tech uh, deadheads that are out there that can buy these tickets. Now, I don't think oh, the oh, uh, parking lot is, is, isn't as savage. I did see him at RFK in 93 with Jerry playing that guitar. And I even remember, like, looking back and seeing him on that
1: stage. And, what's- and you must have been, you, you were kind of young in 93, right? What were you, like? Yeah, 18. And what did you... That Did was my first
0: about- year out of college and I was working at a Mexican restaurant. So it was a uh, tortilla coast. And guess who was working with me? This is a trippy one. Yo. A young Paul Ryan.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. I- Whoa. And I was a stoner at this Mexican when after last comic standing, somebody sent me some pictures of us at a house party. I didn't wow. know him that well. He was older and he didn't smoke pot. <laughs> but yeah, he was also probably... nice. I mean, as as much as the political landscape is divided right now, I will say, personally, he was a nice guy. I don't remember him
1: being an extra dick. Uh-huh. He wasn't like, uh, Rob, you smell a little funny coming back from lunch.
0: <laughs> he definitely gave me the looks.
1: I'm going to have to make that up.
0: Yeah. He definitely wasn't the guy you run. Tony's the guy you run to when you come to work high. You go over and hang out with Tony. Paul, I, Ryan, I got the mouth. I got gum. the
1: mouthwash. I got the gum. Yeah,
0: he's I'll not gonna call you him. out.
1: You won't seem high next to me.
0: <laughs> but no, I love. Right, the-
1: I have some show. more questions about your. So it's your first dead show. Um, uh, at, at did, you, did you have a pre-existing? My did you have a pre-existing like for them already, or are you like uh, unknown?
0: No, I was a hater. I went to high school with a bunch of hippies and deadheads.
1: So you were a hit, You were like me. You went in not. You were like, okay, I'll check this out. I've been hating on it for a long time. I'll at least give it a fair shake, like, like did that. Before
0: of- the party, and I think a lot of people did it for the party. This is after Touch of Gray, and this isn't you know Northern California. This is like D.C. But uh, I still respected them, and I still loved them, and I re- even remember hearing St. Stevens the first time and loving that song. Like, you know, when you first get into classic rock, you learn about the Who, and then you learn about the, uh, you know, you learn about the Rolling Stones, the Who, and Jimi Hendrix, and then somebody turns you on did to you, like, St. Stevens and shit. Did you, never,
1: did you never learn about Led Zeppelin?
0: Oh, I learned about Led Zeppelin. Dude, I loved Led Zeppelin. I mean, Black Dog, all that. Led Zeppelin four. I definitely absorbed hardcore. I don't know. Yeah, I guess the uh, D.C. area has a really good. You know, metal was big too. AC/DC would always come to town.
1: I always associate all the classic
0: DC. rock stations were like really good, and they had a great progressive rock and great hip hop.
1: And I always associate D.C. with like punk now, with all, all with all those guys, because like Dave Grohl and yeah, uh, you know, Minor Threat, all that D.C. stuff became those guys became legends, you know.
0: Super legends. That's like, uh, yeah, that. And that was in my backyard when I was little playing soccer. Uh, You know, my buddy Nico. Nico actually dated like Ian Mackay's sister for a brief while, like when they were like 13 or 14. He was in that. It was like back then, like all the artist weirdos all hung out together. There was before the internet. And it was like, you know, that (laughs) was like. All teams are
1: small, you know, everybody. And then they start getting factional. It's like, I like punk rock. It's like, I like. I like this kind of thing. well, and then it kind of separates. Like, remember, where comedy was just one thing, yeah, it still is now, but now you have like alt comedy and you have this comedy, you have aggro comedy, and you have Joe Rogan, com- you know, you have all these all different, white right
0: comedy, of <laughs> and you have uh, yeah, then you have uh, you know, you have gay, com- it's always been there, but actually, you know, that's what I like about Gen X is like that's what I was thinking about this morning is that uh we don't really section off, you know, we, we kind of absorb everything and that you kind of took pride in having an open mind musically and in culturally, you know, and I think now everything's like so super segregated and just like internet's kind of got everybody in pocket. Everybody's trying to monetize off of it. So, you know, the, the, it's harder and harder to be open-minded and open-hearted with, you know, stuff.
1: Yeah, you get in your lane, you're like, you find something comfortable or something that re- reaffirms your bias, your existing biases. You're like, yeah, those, that thing's right. I'm going to go feel good that I'm right because they're saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, get back to music. So you're going to- I know. Dip.
0: I wanted to talk about The Grateful Dead a little bit. Uh, steer away from, you know, that, that show was great. And I remember doing Nitrous for the first time and being on a half of acid and, and drinking.
1: And, so you, you uh, came away a fan and you went in, you went in and not um, known and you came out like, Oh, that was good.
0: It was probably one of the best nights of my life at that time. Like, you know, every other regular party. But then you go to a Grateful Dead show <laughs> at the parking lot and you never been there before. And you just started smoking pot and you just started, you know, having, a, you know, kind of adult fun. I just remember after the show, there was this one truck just pumping disco and had a bubble machine and all these girls were dancing, dudes were dancing and everybody was just still partying, you know, still having fun. And it was like a hot summer night. You know, I kind of was walking around the other night and everybody's complaining, but I remember being younger and going out in comedies that way. Like when it's a hot, it's kind of fun to go out at night when it's hot on the East coast, you know, it's kind of got that, there's a certain energy. Well, there's
1: things like things are happening in in the, things are happening out there.
0: Yeah, it feels like yeah, things are, it's time to go out. You know, we've been all hiding out, sweating in our small apartments. It's time to go out.
1: It's funny that you say, uh, like, when you're a kid, you never complain about the weather, you're, except for when it rains and you want to do stuff. Because you never hear kids like, oh, this heat is crazy. And, they, and another kid will be like, well, the humidity is what really gets. You know, you never hear kids. they're just like playing. They're too busy playing and enjoying it to be like, oh, this isn't ideal for me. I don't, I prefer it a little cooler, you know.
0: Uh, what was your first rock concert, Tony? Uh,
1: my first rock concert, I I, I lucked out. At, like you, like you, I my first one was just one for the books. It was just so crazy, and it wasn't even like drugs or fun. I was like sixteen or fifteen, maybe. And my my older cousin Robert Bobby, he took me to see a day on the green. I don't know if you know what those are. Yeah, big super concert. Big mega, big me- all day thing in Oakland. It was at the Oakland, St- Oakland Arena, Oakland Stadium.
0: Yeah, this was a legendary concert series. And this is like
1: 79, going. so I was quite young. Uh, and here, let me tell you this lineup, it's insane. First band, uh, ACDC.
0: <laughs> First opening?
1: Oh my might God. might have been a Mahogany right? no, that was later, it was like, it was, it was and they had a song they had a commercial and they had once they had a hit is a long way to the top if you're gonna rock that was being played on camel camel whatever the local bay area stage Kaomi. and then the second band was van halen and their first their first stadium show ever oh, they kept man. saying it was a first stadium show. and then it was mahogany rush foreigner ted nuja and aerosmith and that was one show and and um and I remember Aerosmith was my favorite band at the time and they fucking sucked. They were horrible. <laughs> yeah. That it. Cause that was, that was um, at the height yeah, of their- Once day,
0: heroin it, gets in there, that's how the dead end too with Jerry. It's it like- was
1: coke and heroin. It was, um, uh, I remember there was just, there was so bad. And they said, they even said they were later. They was like, that was the day Eddie Van Halen met Joe Perry and Joe Perry was rude to him. And later he apologized. He said, this kid was just so good, and I was doped up on coke, and I felt I was on the way down. And I remember I took it, I was just, like, not very nice to him. And, it, and then Eddie Van Halen's like, yeah, he was a dick to me, and I loved Joe Perry. But, like, he didn't even turn around much to the audience. Joe Perry played with his back to the crowd. And we just saw Ted Nugent, who I didn't even love, but he came out and threw boulders. He came out in a lion cloth, like Tarzan, swinging on a rope. And then Aerosmith is just sort of standing.
0: He's not on drugs. He's just a psychopath. He's
1: He's like the opposite. Psychopath.
0: Yeah. He's he, yeah, he's got a bow and arrow. But what I was vibing on was, man, those first two bands, and you saw those guys when they were hungry.
1: Oh, it was
0: a rock and roll. Like it was was like nobody better.
1: I had never seen a show before. So Angus Young is just like all over the place. Bon Scott, still with Bon Scott. Oh my god. And it, I, we, 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 you know, my cousin, we just got, we got real close to, I still have pictures from like a Kodak disposable, you know, the, the cheapest Kodak camera.
0: Yeah. You had to take it to the thing and wait. A, yeah. A yeah. And it, it
1: came out some of them were pretty good. Like I got Eddie like shredding and stuff. Oh, um, shit. it's, uh, and I, I just remember going, first of all, how loud it was. I was like, holy crap. It's so loud. You know that. And then like, that was the beginning. I was just like, uh, this is the best show. I've. This is the best thing I've ever seen. Because this little unknown guy, you know, ACDC could have just said any name, but I had heard the name ACDC. It was and
0: catchy. He, I kind of remember this. I'm, a, you know, I was going yeah, the long way
1: to the top. I remember was that it's album. Long way to the top. Of, and it's the show was just crazy. Like, he's just you don't know who Angus Young is. And you go to an You go to a show. You're like, holy crap. What the you know, and they. It, I was just like, this is insane. I'm like, well, wow, this is crazy. And then there's a little, you know, a little break. I'm like, whoa, I'm talking about this. is It was great. You know, everyone's like, whoa, ACDC. And then Van Halen comes. And they're just like their first outdoor show. And it was insane. I was because Eddie Van Halen was just crazy. And then David Lee Roth.
0: He was going for blood. They were all going for blood at that time. He had
1: these black and white stripe. There's pictures of it all over the internet. Black and white stripe. And he's just doing all the jumps and the screams. And I'm just like.
0: And Big and Crowds love that those, shit.
1: Those were the best bands. And it kind of, you know, the Mahogany Rush, or whatever it was, or Pat Travers. I don't were, even
0: know what the Mahogany Rush is. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I think it was actually Pat Travers with Boom Boom, Out Goes the Light. He had a big hit.
0: Okay. Uh, and they were
1: fine, too, and, and Pornary, you know, reading all the songs. But, like, yeah. I was just like, this rock and roll business is crazy. Like,
0: No, Van Halen, I'd say, is like seeing American Led Zeppelin. Like, I think Van Halen... But you know what I've been getting into, dude, I've been and I wanted to talk about two different bands, but I've been going deep into Humble Pie right now.
1: Oh, Frampton, huh?
0: Yeah. Frampton and that other little guy. Steve uh, Marriott. Steve Mar- I think Steve Marriott is one of the most talented rock and rollers in terms of playing good rock and roll music. Like he's up there with like the Stones and the Beatles. Like I've been getting into with YouTube is crazy. I'll, I, I, I watch Small Faces. I watch all of his other bands and uh well that's you know, why Trampon they, they are- and him came together is just insane like guitar wise
1: yeah and that's why the stones have a small faces in their band now they have ron wood who was in the faces oh wow uh you know he they so it's a very similar thing you know blues yeah. english blues
0: english blues but yeah that's who robert plant used to follow around was uh humble pie and yes. they actually a whole lot of love. They kind of did a version. It's all this Willie Dixon song, but they kind of did a version of oh, you need fooling.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are just I classic.
0: Yeah. So it's like a classic blues riff, but they kind of did it first. Um, and but then you know, but Led Zeppelin, I'm not, I'm not saying you know they're biting on anybody, but uh, but back to the grateful dead. I wanted to talk about you, Tony. I have a specific memory. Uh, starting in San Francisco was so much fun and uh, in 99 and, and, you know, those are hard times, but I remember one time it was, I was living in the Richmond district and I would go to this uh, picnic table. uh, Like you could see the golden gate bridge and it was right behind Robin Williams's house. And I ran into you there one day. Do you remember that? I would go down at that table and write. And then you said, Hey, I do the same thing.
1: Yeah, I would. Me and my roommate Chris Hobbs, we'd walk around to. Um, I think it's called China Beach. I think and, so. it was so
0: long ago. I think about it, and I was like, Jesus, those were the most beautiful. Walks and there was
1: a little bench and a little golf course there. It was just so close to our house, and it's looks crazy beauty, you know. See the the bridge and everything. So yeah, I'd, I'd walk out there.
0: And there's redwoods. People don't understand. You can do this, and this is like in the city. You can just duck off and go through these red redwoods. There's red nobody woods.
1: there, hardly. You know, it's like you're you got it's real. You got some solitude, and it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, I just remember running into you there, and uh, and then being and just seeing uh how dope Robin Williams' house lived right
1: there, like yeah, yeah, right over. there with the heart. She had a little heart shaped gates.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't mean to. Uh, bring it, but then watching Jerry Garcia, that was the other thing—not to go death, death. But the weird thing is, he died at 54.
1: Jerry. Yeah, Garcia. it's funny because I just think of him as always like old oh, man. Now I'm older than that. It's like my. No, you know, he my, looked
0: 200, and I then I looked it up and I was like, oh shit, he wasn't that old.
1: No, but you, you know Mike from the Punchline, right? Mike, the old manager of Sacramento, and then I
0: do, yeah.
1: He was Jerry's personal personal security guard for like personal minder for like years at the Holy end shit! if you see mike now he's mike manages uh shoreline but he's got stories man he's i didn't even know this about him until recently we sat down we just talked about it. he was he was the he if you wanted to see jerry you had to go mike go through mike because some people were okay some people weren't some people knew jerry was on stuff and you know he had his he had his insiders and stuff and it was it's yeah it's sad because he just he just loved to get high and, and to, like He's a huge, horrible junk food fiend, you know,
0: just bad for your health. You know, I think him, those guys, you know, I, I you know, there's good and bad and all of it, you know, the amount of debauchery and just, but also just the opening of psychedelics into American society. Like some of the, all of it kind of happened And the music is so great. But he was like a dude that you know since 19 was on the road tony like those guys just constantly played gigs so he was well, like
1: just a musician just
0: never <laughs> learned how to like take care of himself he was like a road comic that just lived off of shit food and had to you know even when i'm fucking in good shape if i'm doing the road hard it's really hard to eat right and kind of stay on your p's and q's because your sleep is funky and your mood is yeah hard.
1: it's hard it's hard it's a, that's why it's people say it's a young man's game because Ideally, you want to hang out after, and you want to party or whatever. And then the reality is, you got six a.m. flights, you got early radio, you got all this stuff, so you you can't really do both. And often you try to do both, and you wear yourself thin, and it's unhealthy, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, but uh, I think nowadays things are going to get more. I don't know. I'm stretching, and and travel's getting better. Well, I like not, doing little that's gigs. Not
1: the time that's just us getting old. <laughs>
0: uh yeah but but now that i'm in the moment i'm living forever
1: <laughs> yeah that's a, now, this we, now, moment
0: now is forever that's the way and then you know we're all now confident. we're talking about
1: oasis because now they want to live forever over there in the oasis path. i'm gonna live forever
0: yeah that's a that's a pain in the ass that's a lot on your mind if you're living forever
1: <laughs> i can't wait to die no, I'm
0: <laughs> no um, keep it positive keep you know you see
1: you can see why it's a good idea that people don't live forever because like you talk to young people and they're they're already smarter and they're quicker and you're like, oh, my ideas are like a ship that are slowly turning and they're just so quick. I'm, I'm like, what? Maybe I like that, I don't know.
0: That's why I'm not, you know, the whole trans uh, trans things doesn't trip me out because I just can't get my, I I don't, I you know, I smoke weed, like who am I to judge anybody what they do with their life? You know, I smoke a funky plant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, so
1: it's like, that's the hot. That's does the hot that way.
0: sound normal to other people? No, that probably doesn't sound normal to other people, except for elves and wizards.
1: You know. Yeah, it's um, it's I I just like it's not my business, you know. So, like I don't.
0: Yeah, no, my business, and I think we should have learned it with the gay uh, rights movement. Like I kind of see it happening all over again. I just don't want to be one of the old heads that's just like so judgmental. Yeah, on I'm it. like, I,
1: I don't know anything about it, but I'm not going to be judgmental about it because if that's what you want to be called, that's what you want to do. Hey, man, I've been called things I don't want. It's not cool. I'll call you whatever you want to be called. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> try. <laughs> I might slip up and don't get mad at me. I'm trying.
0: I know. I know. I'm a I'm a big dummy and uh, I slip up and I have to. Like be a little bit more mindful. It's being a comedian is just hard. That's all it is. It's just hard to being funny and then also registering all the stuff that's happening. Also, now, yourself- now
1: is the internet. Now everybody's a comedian. Everybody's funny. Everybody's a comedian. Everybody's funny. And it's hard, you know, it's like, and it, and people are like these young comics are good. And they're talking about whatever happened that day. They're talking about issues. And I'm a Muslim. And it's like, oh man, I'm still doing jokes about cutting the lawn. Like, like board, you know, white born. <laughs>
0: Is no it, but just remember the best guitarists are the blues guitars. sometimes the simplest forms and the easiest forms and Tony you are funny you will eternally be funny and you'll be eternally my good friend and I appreciate all you've done for me and my career anytime I've ever reached out you've always helped me and thank you for doing this podcast man we're gonna wrap it up it's at 40 minutes uh we're going 20 minutes over the time I asked you to do buddy and uh, you just laid down some great stories. And I don't want to take too much. didn't
1: finish that. the Grateful Dead talk.
0: <laughs> uh, the Grateful Dead was an amazing band. I give them all. And I just keep on learning about them. Right now, I'm listening to a lot of Morning Dew. I like uh, the personalities. And I love the Bay Area. I just think about being in that band, like just how much they just ruled Northern California and how they got to do all their gigs. That's why I kind of brought it back. That's what made me sad was like, he accomplished his dream. You know, he had the best, one of the best rock and roll psychedelic bands and he could tour forever and play whatever music they ever wanted because they were in the improv scene. You know, they had their own audience.
1: Yeah, and he, kind he of just was, let he it was. go
0: with its health. You know, that's the only thing that kind of freaked me out.
1: Yeah, he was just thriving. I have, you know, you know, certain people like, oh, they're really just doing what they want to do no matter what it is or making a living at it. And he happened to be famous and rich for it too, which is just icing on the cake. Uh, yeah, I really, like I said, I came around, I used to hate him, but I went to the show and it was just, there were some moments we saw in the where it was just like, okay, I get, I see these a couple moments where the jam was just, came together and with some beautiful moments. Still the drum solos are just insanely, poor.
0: I dig some funky percussions. I think they're out there. I like Mick. I I used, I know what you're saying. Some of those long, I used to listen to those old mixtapes and be like, what the fuck? Yeah,
1: I know. I like Bill Kreisman, but Mickey Hart's kind of a, kind of a, you know, whatever. I'm not, 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 he is what he is and it wouldn't be the band without him, but I think it's, it's kind of funny. I think it's cool, that there's (laughs) bongos.
0: Somebody's got to play the triangle. Somebody's got to hit the triangle in the middle of Jerry's solo.
1: Yeah. Um, Plus, he's got a nice mustache. You know, you don't see that a lot. The Mickey Heart, uh, Hart's got that sweet stash, or used to.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I, so I was surprised how much I, you know, I actually ended up. And I'm, I, you know, I'm a hobby guitar player. So this John Mayer, who I never was crazy about, I was like, oh man, they, it really is a good fit. And they, and the first one I saw, it was a real tight show. Like they didn't do tons of like meandering. It was like started off with trucking. It was just like, it was tight, you know, for a Dead show. For
0: a Dead. Uh, and, show. And also, they got great tunes. So if they play them, they rip.
1: Yeah, like oh, I, I became a brown-eyed woman. I love that song, but but also, overall, the main takeaway was the vibe was just the vibe. Like these old people were dancing, and young people are dancing. Everyone's kind of maybe because they're on Molly or ass, but the, the 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 general thing uh, was it was a, like a positive vibe. Smile, people just smiling, and being nice to each other. I thought that was a, a, that's a, always
0: a, good. Yeah, there's never any. That's like these uh cannabis things like these cannabis festivals, there's never any drama because everybody's in a good mood and nobody wants to
1: fight. And, and yeah, no, one's it really shows, pure, like, no one's really sure of the facts and situations, like, dude, I don't know, maybe you're right. You know, no Nobody yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Nobody's, a, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, under, there's there's a a lot of other realms going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're just like cats, you know? They're just running around. It's yeah. like herding cats out there.
1: Um, running around, killing birds. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, Deadco. I would say, yeah, John Mayer. Uh, what I was gonna say, yeah I was, I'm decent, but I do think he's a master guitar player,
1: don't you think? Yeah, he's like- great. He's he's he's, uh, you know, like I said, I was like, oh, he's having Joe Basamana, another blues guy. They get there are these white guys who get who get a lot of attention, but they, but some people say, eh, they, they lack soul. But I was like, I thought he sounded pretty good to me. Just yeah, Mayer, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's just like technique wise. I think it would stand up comics. And I think you are it's there's, you know, you can just tell there's levels. And then there comes a point where somebody becomes a master of their craft, you know, and I think he's like in that, you know, uh, there's I, but I bet you there's a dozens that aren't famous that are also masters of the guitar. So many. Well, it's we like want we, we, instrument.
1: We saw on one of the earlier, if not one of the first shows with Deadco. Years ago, that that Christmas show. Then we saw him a couple of years later at Shoreline, and he was much more integrated in the band. Like he was kind of standing a little out and like dancing, being a little more John Mayer at first, and now it was like more seamless on yeah. one of the band. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad is about not much ego. That's what's cool about people that are tripping. They're not, you know, yeah. not going. We're number one. They're like yeah. we're
1: fucking everything. You know, there's, there's no ramp where someone can go out to the middle of the audience. Oh, he's coming. No one cares. Yeah, yeah. It's just about the music. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's I can still hate on um, certain elements of it. And I still think it's funny. The Grateful Dead lore. But yeah. it, I came away with a, a, a definite respect for a lot of it. you
0: know. Oh, that's dope. Uh, all right, Tony. Love all right. Know. Well, it's
1: good talking to you and catching up. OK, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, nice talking to you, Robbie.
0: All right, Tony. Thanks for doing sure. it. Talk to you soon, buddy.
1: Love bye you. bye.